0: Welcome to episode number 74 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are currently in a series entitled Faith to Receive. As we go through this series, we're going to talk about a lot of subjects, topics, and areas about faith that I've written about in my book entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. If you're interested in obtaining that book, you can go to my webpage, davidcfriendauthor.com. When you click onto my webpage, you'll discover that I've written several books dealing with Christian faith. They all have to deal with living a quality Christian life. The name for this podcast tells us we'll be talking about many areas of Christian living. I've just completed several months of teaching on finance and prosperity. Upcoming podcasts will deal with family, with business decisions, and pretty much living life in the most abundant way that we possibly can, and that is to have a quality Christian life. But today we're going to focus on the area of faith, and today's particular topic is entitled Faith from Past Experiences. So I really believe God's got something in store for us today, and as I open up this podcast, I believe it's important that we pray and seek for God's wisdom and direction. Heavenly Father, I pray for your anointing upon this lesson today, that you would help me to speak on the areas that I should focus on and not speak on areas, Father God, that would not be beneficial to those who are listening in today. Thank you for what you've done and how you've blessed this podcast, and I give you praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we go through today's lesson, session, podcast, whatever you want to call it, on faith, we've got to remember that so much of what happens in our life today is impacted by our past. Our past is the greatest influence on our future. The things that have taken place in our past can be a launching pad for success or prison walls of containment. The Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, In the New Living Translation, he said these words, Forget the past and look forward to what lies ahead. Now, in all my years of teaching and preaching and pastoring, I've discovered that a lot of folks have a difficult time forgetting or walking away from past experiences that were bad in their life that affected them greatly. A lot of folks never forgive someone who trespassed against them. A lot of other people struggle with the idea that I never get the breaks and everyone else gets the breaks. And that what they're saying is their past has never been blessed. And in reality, if we're a believer in Jesus Christ and we've received him as our Lord and Savior, then we are blessed greater than anyone else can possibly be blessed. And our past before knowing Christ, we should probably forget most of it. I'm not talking about the good things, the fun things, the play playing around and horsing around and the fun times with family and friends and school, if you liked it, and all that good stuff. I'm talking about the bad things in life that we need to forgive and forget. The amazing thing is when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, all the sins of our past, God not only forgives, but he forgets. The Bible says that they'll never be remembered again. Just think of it. Having that kind of spiritual power in our lives that we can rise above the things of our past and i believe we can and only the holy spirit can bring that in our life so i pray the holy spirit would help us to forget the past and move on to a wonderful bright future let's read that scripture once again philippians chapter 3 verse 14 found in the new living translation forget the past all right we've got that we've got to remember to do that forget it, to move on and to trust God. He says, and look forward to what lies ahead. Boy, that's a statement of faith if I've ever heard one. Now, I realize that forgetting the past is not as easy as it sounds. You know, when the Apostle Paul penned these words, when he wrote them down, he knew that almost everyone will struggle with past challenges and never totally forget the past. He was saying don't let the past be a negative influence on our future. He was also saying that we must use our past failures as a lesson not to be repeated. You know when I do teaching I tell a lot of people make a list of all your past mistakes and here's your lesson for today don't do them again. Now, that may sound simple, but in reality, if you write it down and look at the things where you've made mistakes, I'm talking about in finances or decisions on buying a home or a car or who you're dating or whoever it might be. In all things, we need to learn from the negative influence of a past and move forward for what lies ahead, as Paul said, in the future. Now, he was saying to use our past failures as a lesson. I know I'm repeating that, but that's so important that he wants us, Paul wants us because he knows that we're going to have failures and challenges and disappointments. But that should be a lesson and we must never repeat it. Now I know we probably will repeat it, but on the other hand, we at least must try and we must pray and we must seek the Holy Spirit's guidance and direction so that we do not fall into the same mistake and do it over and over again. Now Paul wanted us to grow from negativity in our past. He knew our past is of great value to us. Now, let me stop there for a second. A lot of folks think that all their past is just terrible and horrible, and I should forget them and never have anything to do with them. But I I understand the Bible tells us to move forward and don't look to the past, and Paul's telling us to look forward to what lies ahead. But we do gain from past experiences, even if they're bad. I know in my own business, the years that we had a home building company, we would make a mistake on a property and sometimes we'd buy something that we didn't research enough or we violated our own guidelines and rules that we set up to make investments on properties. And when that happened, we would suffer the consequences and have a difficult experience with an investment. So we sat down and made a list of those things where we've made mistakes and we came up with our 10 things to do in order not to repeat the past, the past that was bad, the things that we made mistakes on. Now, that might work in your life. Maybe it won't. But bottom line, we all need to do something to seek a greater future. And learning from our past is a major step in doing that. I want you to think about this. Without our past experiences, we would not have a basis for future decisions. Now, we cannot change our past, but we can use it to find new life in our future. Now, growing from past experiences is a key element in believing that God can bring life from death. Or otherwise, what I'm saying there is that God can make something out of nothing. Now, if that statement, bring life from death, is confusing to you or you don't understand it, you might need to go back and listen to the podcasts that I made previous to this where I talk about the powerful statement, the powerful teaching where God told Abraham, even though Abraham felt that they couldn't have any children and Sarah that they just felt they could not have them, God told them, look, I'm going to make you the father and the mama of many nations. They didn't believe it at first, but then God took something that had no life, that had death, really. She was not able, Sarah was not able to have children, and he brought life from that. And he can do the same thing in our life. He can bring something to life that you feel has died, something in your past that you feel is not available to you. God can bring it back to life. Now, when the Apostle Paul said to forget the past, he was also saying the mistakes of our past will help us to grow. We'll benefit from them and we'll receive guidance for our future. Our past can cause us to grow or to die. You know, really, it's all our choice. We can either learn from our past or just repeat the same mistakes again. And when we do that, it robs us of faith. When we live in the past, we don't have the faith that we should have. When we live in our failures or the things that we've made mistakes on in our past, we rob ourselves of faith. So in order to have greater faith, in order to have faith to receive, we've got to learn and grow from past experiences. Now living in past failures can bring death. However, Growing from our past brings new life. I think that's an amazing statement that the Lord gave me and I felt like I think it should be repeated again. Let me repeat that. Living in past failures can bring death, basically take away life. However, growing from our past brings new life. It also brings new hope. It also brings more faith in our life. Now when we think of past decisions, the area of financial decisions always come up. It, it it always comes up. One way or another people say, well, if I hadn't done this or I hadn't bought that car or bought that house or borrowed too much money on this thing or that thing, that I'd be better off financially. But, you know, we need to move from that and not do those things again and move on. Prior to becoming a pastor, I spent 15 years as a banker. Now, as a banker, I was blessed to be able to learn from the failures and successful decisions about money from my clients. One theme that became clear to me was that financially successful people learn from their past. They were careful not to repeat their poor financial decisions. So we need to learn from that. We need to say to ourselves, if we've had a problem with credit cards in the past, then maybe we should stop using them. If we can't control them, or if we don't have the discipline to use them properly. And all these things will affect our faith. A lot of folks struggle with decisions in dealing with their finances, and they struggle because they don't have the faith to step out and wait on the Holy Spirit to lead them and guide them to make the right decision. Getting back to my comments on being a banker, I've had the opportunity to counsel thousands and thousands of individuals about their financial decision making. Now, that doesn't mean I help them make financial decisions on investing. I don't do that. But I take the Word of God and I read the Word of God and find examples of how we're supposed to handle our finances. And from that, we can learn a lot. And so I believe counseling based upon the Word of God using the Scriptures inspired by the Holy Spirit is the best type of instruction that we can receive and the best kind of guidance. Through all those sessions of speaking to people about God's word and how to deal with their finances, and giving them the faith to believe that God can bless them. You see, sometimes people think, well, how can you be talking about finances when we're talking about faith? Well, we need faith to make good decisions, and we need faith to make the right decision led by the Holy Spirit. We need faith to be able to step out boldly and maybe take a little risk from time to time. But those are things that we'll learn as we go through this series. I have dedicated this series to help people grow in all areas of their life, And that starts with a stronger walk of faith and to receive faith that gives you power and strength to believe and trust that the Lord will guide and direct the decisions that we make and where we're going to go with our life. After those years of spiritual counseling, I came up with an exercise to help people make good choices. And this is something that I've mentioned in some of the books that I've written. And I think I even mentioned earlier a little comment about this. But let me repeat it. I tell people to get a blank piece of paper and draw a line down the middle, creating two columns. Now, at the top of one column, write poor decisions, poor faith decisions. At the top of the other column, write good decisions and good faith-led decisions. Now, make two lists of your good ones and your bad ones. When they couldn't think of anything else to write down, they should tear apart the two columns. Now throw away all the good decisions lists because you know those, you're already doing those, and you're having faith to step in that direction. But take the list of poor decisions and post them somewhere very visible. That way you will be able to see the things you should not do and you'll have an understanding that those were mistakes, don't repeat them. Basically here's the key, don't do the poor decisions again. Don't lack faith again. Don't allow ourselves to jump off and do things because we're on a whim or a thought or impulse, make a purchase or go off and do something that'll affect our life financially and spiritually, our marriage and our relationships. We need to stop making decisions that are not led by faith as a pastor, and I did a lot of meetings, a lot of mentoring, and did some biblical counseling. And through all that, I would have people who come to me and say that they seem to keep making the same bad decisions, whether it be financial, whether it be spiritual, whether it'll be purchases, or whether it's something that they feel they need, but in reality, it was something that they just wanted, and it wasn't a basic need. So they would then say things like, They could see while having a list of poor decisions would help them not repeat them. Now, this system seems so easy. It really does. It seems very simple, yet some find it very difficult. Allow me to encourage you to make a decision to make good decisions and stop repeating the bad ones. Let me suggest that you try something different in your decision-making, in your walk of faith, and in your desire to receive greater faith, to receive what God wants to bless you with. Let's look up Romans chapter 4, verse 17 in the New Living Translation. I'm going to read that to you right now. Remember, Paul is telling about the story of Abraham, Sarah, and God wanting to anoint them to be the parents, if you will, or Abraham to be the father of many nations. It says here in verse 17, that is what the scripture means when God told him, told Abraham, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. We can then read the passage very slowly And look at certain things. I want you to focus on these words at the end of the verse. Creates new things. Now, to create means to bring forth something new. When we repeat poor decisions, we are ignoring God's desire to create in us a new way of thinking and a new level of faith. When we accept Christ as our Savior, the Bible says all things become new. Repeating old decisions that brought forth failure will continue to bring forth failures in our future. Repeating old decisions about faith will rob us from having new creative focuses on faith, a way of looking at things totally different. What we're basically saying is that we've got to believe for something to happen rather than doubt that it won't happen because of our past. We've got to remember that just because something didn't happen positive in our past doesn't mean that we're going to have to suffer with that the rest of our life. I know in my own life, I've had mistakes. I've had business decisions that were bad. I remember when we were building homes and the homes that we built were very nice custom homes and we would buy a lot. We'd put a house up on it and we would try to sell it and make a profit and we had a, a game plan. And we, we realized that we try to learn from our mistakes. We wanted to have faith to do the right thing. And so we would put this property in. As long as we stayed focused on the mistakes of our past and not repeating them, we would have a successful project. But when we went back and repeated some of the old decisions by thinking, oh, that's okay. I can do that. It'll work this time. When we do that, we don't gain from our past. And our faith is not in God, but our faith is in our own decisions, our own ability. And we can Never place our faith on our ability because our ability is nowhere near what God's ability is. A lot of people think, well, doesn't God want to give us credit for having faith? Well, God's the one that gives you faith because he gives us a measure of faith. But God wants to expand our faith. He wants to take our faith to his level, to where we can think as he thinks, do as he does, and grow from our path rather than to be robbed of a great future by making the same old mistakes all over again let me wrap up this, these comments by this little statement that I wrote down. I felt it would be beneficial in this podcast today. Let the Lord create new things in your decision-making. He wants to bring new faith into old thinking. Wow. Think about that. He wants to bring new faith into old thinking. That is something we should meditate on, think about, and trust God to see that happen in our life. As I look back in my own life, I believe that one of the best things that ever happened to me was serving in the United States Army. The training I received brought discipline to my life. I was taught how to be a part of a team. The Army was a good influence in my life. My country needed me, and I needed to serve my country. Now, I realize I didn't have the best experience at times because I went to Vietnam. During the two years that I served, there were some times that didn't seem to go all that great. I served during that Vietnam War and as you know, a veteran was a very unpopular person in that very unpopular war. Most of us who served did not come home to a welcoming crowd. Instead of bands playing and parades welcoming us, we were insulted and called baby killers and other terrible things for a 20-year-old that could have negatively impacted me for the rest of my life. However, I decided be thankful to be able to come home to my wife son and family i had to decide how to forget my past and move with faith for the future i had to decide how vietnam would impact my future not my past because the past was already there and gone faith and decisions about my future would affect my marriage my family and my career i knew focusing on my wartime experiences would only bring defeat and failure. If I wanted life in my future, if I wanted to have faith in my future, I had to think about those things that bring life. I had to call forth those things that did not exist as though they did. Wow, I wish I would have known all that when I first came home from Vietnam. Because when I first came home, it was somewhat depressing. It was a terrible experience in Vietnam, and I thank God that I came back in one piece. Now, I wasn't even a Christian when I came back from Vietnam. And I didn't understand the teaching that Paul had that he told us about calling forth those things that are not as though they are or bringing life to something that we think is dead. But I could see that that was something I needed to do in my life. And I was believing in things that God's word promised even though I hadn't read God's word. I really believe the Holy Spirit will speak to you whether you're a believer or not, because He has to speak to you when you're not a believer in order for you to become a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says that the Spirit draws us into a relationship with Christ. So, even though I wasn't a Christian, I still could see that I needed to focus on my future and not dwell on my past. It was not, though, until I accepted Christ as Lord at the age of 25 that i realized how god's word had directed my life even though i wasn't reading his word i wasn't studying his word but those sunday school lessons i got when i was a little kid and vacation bible school things that were taught to me and hearing some parts from the sermons and some of the things my mom and dad told me while i was at home got into my spirit got into my heart and the holy spirit worked on that as people were praying for me that i gave my life to christ and when i did everything became new. The past was the past. The future was the future. And in order to have a great future, I had to have faith to believe in it. And it's just that simple when it comes to having faith to receive and having our faith increase. We must grow from our past and prosper from it so that we can then attain new and great faith for our future. I guess I can wrap all that by saying just we can have new life and new faith from past experiences. You know one of the best examples of new life from past experiences and faith for and keeping hope really comes from the life of Abraham Lincoln. Now everyone has heard of his experiences with past failures in running for political office. So just I'm going to mention just a couple of them and let me ask you would you have given up or would you have had faith for the future because Abraham Lincoln never gave up and was always looking and praying and believing that someday he would be successful and could make a great change in this nation. And of course he did. In 1833, he failed in business. Then he was elected to the legislature in 34. In 1835, his sweetheart died. And then in 1836, he had a nervous breakdown. He kept the faith though. In 1838, he ran for Speaker of the House and was defeated. In 1843, he ran for a nomination for Congress and was defeated. And then in 1846, he kept the faith. He was elected to Congress. And in 1848, he lost the renomination. In 1849, he was rejected for land officer in the country. In 1854, he was defeated for United States Senate. In 1856, he was defeated for nomination for Vice President of the United States. He's keeping the faith now. 1858, again defeated for the United States Senate. And then two years later, in 1860, He was elected president of the United States. Now, how many people would hang on to the failures of their past and have that rob them for faith for the future? Abraham Lincoln established a pattern of faith for our future, faith for his future, faith for the future of our country. I believe that Abraham Lincoln must have believed that past failures were stepping stones towards future successes. And his failures gave him cause to believe for a great future. So our faith then should grow from the mistakes of the past. Instead of allowing the past to cause us to run out of gas, we need to decide to use our faith to fuel our future. Decide to use our past failures to fuel our future. Now the Apostle Paul wanted us to try a new approach to past failures calling to life those things that we believe are dead is the way we can achieve everything from nothing and grow our faith now i have been blessed in my life to have three career paths my first career was working for a bank which lasted about 14 years in my second career i owned a small real estate development company we developed land into subdivisions and built custom luxury homes Now, we organized land partnerships and developed small commercial projects. That was my focus for 14 years. My third career was pastoring a local church. This lasted for 20 years. We were blessed to start a new church, which grew quickly, and thanks to God, thousands of lives have been touched both on and off our church campuses. Now, my reason to give you my background in the military and careers is because all of these are my past experiences. Each career had an impact on my future. The military made me grow up and make me take on responsibility. The bank taught me conservative thinking. The real estate business helped me to take risks, yet to do it responsibly. Then pastoring showed me how to believe in God's people and think about others and try to understand how to improve my faith and the faith of others. I don't think I'm saying that I have all the answers because I certainly don't. But I serve the God who does have all the answers. Fortunately, He put all the answers to life in a book from which we have the opportunity to read and receive direction. That most certainly is the Word of God. So in your life, all of your past experiences, good or bad, are useful for your faith for the future. God has a plan and purpose for your life. Learn from your past, grow in your current circumstances, and trust God to bring New life into your future. Move forward with new expectations. We can expect to see life in what we thought was dead. The Lord promises in His Word that He never gives up on bringing something back to life. His promises to Abraham and Sarah seemed impossible to them, but they were not impossible to God. Our God is our source of hope for a great life filled with unlimited possibilities. He has a future, purpose, and hope for everyone. I hope and I pray that you were blessed by this teaching today. I've really enjoyed bringing it to you. But I want to leave you with sometimes what we call a little homework assignment. And that is I want you to maybe listen to this podcast again and make that list of the bad things that you've done. Bad mistakes. I don't mean bad things as far as moral goes. I'm talking about bad decisions. Things that maybe got you in debt and things that were just not smart to do. Then I want you to make a list of the good stuff the good stuff you've got down, and be thankful for that. But focus on not doing those things that have hurt you in the past. Focus on those things that will increase your faith. Look at those good decisions and see how you felt. Look at those bad decisions and see how you felt with those. In addition to that, I want you to make a list of what you've gained from this chapter. What dreams do you want to have come true in your life? What areas of faith do you want to see grow? Where would you like to see improvement in your decision-making? Those are all things that you can write down and learn from and grow from as we go through this series on faith. Faith to receive. So I hope you were blessed. So let me pray for you as we close out this session today. Father, I pray a blessing upon everyone who's listened in today. I believe, Lord, that our past Lord God was there to learn from, to grow from, Father, and to see us be successful, Father, and not make failures again. I pray that our future is filled with faith and hope, Father, and purpose. You've created both our past and our future, Father. You know the beginning and the end, Father God, so you know what's going to happen in the future, and you certainly know what's happened in our past. So I pray that you would bless and anoint, Father, everyone that's in this series with me, that they would all have faith to receive. For I ask it now in Jesus' name. Amen. In upcoming messages dealing with faith, we'll be addressing the topic of a measure of faith. Matter of fact, our next podcast will be on that very topic. We'll be talking about things about faith that will grow in our life beyond what we've ever imagined or even thought possible. We're going to deal with avoiding the mentality of being a victim, about how to have an anticipation of joy in our life, and to understand that God believes in us. These are all podcasts coming up over the next few weeks and months. I pray that you'll tune in and listen to them and that you'll be blessed by them. I would encourage you to talk to your friends and let them know to turn into my podcasts that come twice a week now. If you would like to subscribe to my podcast or have them subscribe, you can go to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about my ministry and the things that I have focused on, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And on there, there's a place where you can subscribe to my monthly newsletter that will be coming out soon. In addition to that, you can take a look at the books that I've written dealing with various areas of our life. I've written books on finance and generosity and faith and trust and hope. And I'm working on a couple of new books right now. Matter of fact, one entitled Faith in Business, one that I think a lot of folks will find interesting, especially if you've ever thought about starting a business. That'll be coming up soon. So we're going to continue now, though, in faith so that we will build in you a strong Trust in God and believe that your faith can grow and that you can have faith to receive, to receive your dreams, your hopes, your desires. I'm going to tell you, this is an exciting run. I hope that you're as excited as I am because this is something that will change your life. So tune in next time as we move on in this discussion. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. My next episode, as I said before, coming up, episode number 75, is measure of faith. We all get a little bit of faith. God gives us a measure of faith, but I'm telling you, what the Lord's put upon my heart, I can't wait to bring it, because I believe that God wants to see our faith grow, and I know that we want to see our faith grow, and how big of a measure How large can our faith be? I believe we can have the same faith that God gave Abraham and Sarah and the Apostle Paul and all the apostles. I believe it and it can happen in your life. You need to believe that and accept it and receive it now. So until next time, may God richly bless you in all that you do.